I wonder how like how much sixth grade's changed. A lot. Like you guys are younger than me. She's way younger than me. My sixth grade was it was stout. Like it was you knew it was it wasn't middle school back then. It was like the first part of graduation, you know, you're going from kindergarten all the way through six. Mm-hmm. Might have been the first dance. That's when you really oh, started yeah. getting active on the playground with the kickball and the dodgeball and the tether ball. I don't even know if they really I don't even know if they really do that. Well think about these. That's, this is what's changed it all. You know what I mean? For Alyssa, me, do you like being on your phone? Yeah. <laughs> you do? Oh, we're starting. Put the microphone down by your mouth from and talk into it. She got all quiet. See, like she's like, I want to be on the podcast. I want to be on and then she gets in here and she goes, Yeah. I didn't know we were starting. I thought we needed to have like a a what? Like a action. A one, two, three action. Like an action. Yeah. Why do you like being on your phone so much? Um I'm not really that much anymore. Yeah, I like I mean, that about we, her. She's she's last last night <clears throat> we spent a little over two hours in the backyard football, ping pong, and volleyball. And like that's all it takes is like mm-hmm. getting them, you know, getting out. And it's part, it's a big part of the parents being mm-hmm. not being on their phone, not being so like tied in. Uh-huh. I got to be on work. You were on your phone, and I had to get your attention by burning a ping pong ball. <laughs> it's tough to not be on your phone, man. They got that those algorithms; they got them figured out. Well, it's like you make an excuse all the time for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like last night, my excuse was my girlfriend lives three hours ahead of us on the east coast where you're from in georgia yeah so she's going to bed while we're still oh, sure. active so i got to take time to say good night and make sure they're good mm-hmm. and then at the same time i'm planning this dinner that was for tonight you know i'm talking to everybody last night like my cousin christy and we're going over the menu but again you got to cut it off and give them all of your attention or she looks at it like dad you're just on your phone she thinks i'm on there on instagram i don't scroll instagram i don't do it i don't just sit there and scroll like i'll go on there and make a post and I just can't imagine. I hear people like that'll put themselves to sleep for the last hour of their night by looking at Tic Tac and watching all these strangers do weird shit. Tic Tac. I get, I get, I'll, I'll be sitting there in the hotel. You know, right now during spring ball, our hotel rooms, me and Colton are back to back. They'll be at the, like 1030 and I look over my phone boat goes off and Colton sending me some TikTok video on through Snapchat or something. So you're in the Tic Tac. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, dude, it's hilarious. It's comedy. God, I can't do it. Or for I music, if I hear a song, I'll just Apple Music, put it on. Are you going to be sad when it's gone? Because Tic Tac ain't got much. No, it's not you just long. go to Instagram Reels or Facebook Reels or whatever. Everyone's got it. Lissy will never have social media. Yeah. Agreed? Uh, good luck with that one. Yeah. Let's talk about sports. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I play volleyball. <laughs> I'm a libero, or I was, and an outside hitter. She's good, too. You got a good vertical? <clears throat> no. Can you jump? No. But Not she can. It. She can land a 36-inch box jump, which isn't vert, but she can get her knees up. Yeah. But then when she gets on the court, I think a lot of her mental part of it is the timing. Mm-hmm. Of jumping and then being able to, because she hits the ball hard mm-hmm. and she gets great hits, but she's not like what I was telling you about those teams from Texas at the tournament. Dude, it was like they were like 
a karate movie. You know those old ninja the karate movies where they just jump up in the air and they hang there for a second? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. these girls were elevating and just gra- yeah. levitating over the net, and then all of a sudden, just wham! I mean, I was like, there's no way not one of these girls are not 15 to 16, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. They were smoking these little 13-year-olds, and I'm like... Did you get some birth certificates yeah. out there? I wanted to. I was literally sitting yeah. there with the... the <laughs> I'm 12. I was literally sitting there with I parents going, this is like the Little League World Series. we got to check birth certificates. This isn't true. <laughs> it's not right. But uh, thank you for joining us on This Life Ain't For Everybody. We have... Pronounce your last name. Charlie Warner. That's right. Yeah. That's how... You spell it different, right? W-O-E-R-N-E-R? Yep. I've heard of you. Ooh, okay. You yeah. have? think so are you not thinking about kurt warner the quarterback right There's are a you few. guys brothers no we they spell it different. different he's w-a-r-n-e-r and kurt's my age he's yeah. they'd be they'd be far apart for brothers i guess it could happen so we have Alyssa riley steelman building a lot of names mm-hmm. she, she's the girl voice here then we got charlie i call him chuck he got a little did you get mad at me this morning I, I, for calling no, chuck? I just said not too many people call me that you know you're tied in for the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. Did you win a national championship at Georgia, or was that right before they started winning? Yeah, I, I graduated. So I lost in the last minute to Tua in 2017. It was, it was a heartbreaker. And who'd you play in that game? Bama. A Crimson Tide. And then right when I left, they won two years later, 21 mm-hmm. and 22. Back-to-back. Yep. So you <clears> – <throat> You still got a ton of loyalty and pride with them, right? Oh yeah, me and my that's where I, uh, me and my wife that's where we bought our house in Athens. So I go work out there, and so I still hang out and get to talk with the guys every now and then. You know, small talk, hanging out. Well, I'll work out when they're working out. The gym's huge. So. How, how how you know. When you watch it on TV, the fans are there. The stadium's full. There's a ton of energy. Mm-hmm. A lot of college football teams have big stadiums. Last night, we talked about Michigan and Ohio State and Tennessee. I think you said Tennessee volunteers have the biggest SEC stadium at 105. Yeah, I think it's 105. That's a lot of people. Yeah. How is it the culture down there? Like, I told you, like, college football out here, I mean, we have the Pac-10 and USC at times was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think oregon and washington mm-hmm. and may have had some good teams at one time and now Dion's in colorado yeah but it just seems to me like when you get into that mississippi river valley from like ohio and and um wrestling's big up there too but you have you have you have big schools up there where michigan and ohio are are popular and, and football is but then when you get down in the sec it's like a religion down there mm-hmm. is the culture just crazy yeah it's just it's a, it's a, for me it's or so many people it's just like a way of life like when on Saturdays it's it's Georgia football it's you know you're deer hunt in the morning and still still watch the game with family or you're going to the game you know it's just it's just Georgia football I mean I don't know so much of so much of sad like during the fall you should not get married in the fall on Saturday you know it's it's Georgia football season so. Yeah, because then just, you have to have anniversaries and miss another game down yeah, the road. Yeah. <laughs> or you make that your yeah. – maybe you get married in the parking lot at a tailgate. Yeah. I mean, every every season when Georgia's season's announced and the bye week's announced, all the wedding venues get booked up. Everyone's getting married during the bye week. But during during actual games, man, you don't, you don't mess around with that. You don't mess around. Yeah. Lissy is a football fan and because her mom was born in New Orleans. Mm. And she's a Drew Brees fan, right, back in the day when he was with the Saints? Yeah, but I don't watch football. Not at all? Do you think you'll watch it this year now that you know the f- football players? 
Probably not. Why? <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of Niners fans up here, right? Oh yeah, huge Niners nation up here. Yeah. Now it's either the Niners, or Vegas. the Raiders. Even when the Raiders were in Oakland, yeah. Um, and a lot of Green Bay fans, like crazy amount of Green Bay Why fans here. A bunch of Green Bay fans. I, I don't know, but there's a crazy amount of them here. Yeah, I mean, last time I was here, we met a few. And I was like, "What are you doing?" But if you go to bars here, like on soup, like on game day. What is it on Sundays? I'm, I'm not. A, I don't watch a lot of football because I think it's dangerous as shit. I've, I've been very voiceless about that. Yeah. I respect it, even though they're like you know third or fourth best athletes in the world, probably. Um, <laughs> they, uh, it, they, they, you go to a bar here and it is packed with Packers memorabilia. It's like they're a cult or something. I don't know. But my mom was a, a Packers fan. Because of Aaron Rodgers. He gets traded to New York. She gave all of her Packers stuff away. I'm like, so you really weren't a, a Packers fan. You were just wanting Aaron Rodgers to win, you know? So I don't know, like, if that's going to have an effect, him leaving, or if there's really a solid core group of Packers fans out here. But you see a lot of them. Aaron Rodgers, a Bay, he's a Bay Area kid, right? Yeah, he's Chico. Mm-hmm. So he's north of the Bay Area. How, how far is that from here? Two and a half hours. Is that and he why, played, is that I think why? he played at Butte. He played at junior college down there, I think. Oh, is that why everyone's Green Bay fans? I don't know if I don't know if a lot of people from this. There's a lot of California people here that have moved into this area, mm-hmm. but I don't know if a lot of them know that Aaron Rodgers was. I don't know if they're that deep into it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I know that just because I hunt that area a lot and yeah. you, you hear about it. I mean, a lot of it's Green Bay's one of the original. I mean, teams with you know Dallas, Dallas, Pittsburgh, Niners. Pittsburgh, yeah. You know, one of those original. Like I mean, Super teams. Bowl one and you know. Bart is a Bar- classic team. Who is the big coach for the Green Bay Packers? Lombardi. Lombardi, Lombardi Vince Lombardi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That other voice you hear is he's back, Colt McKivitz, offensive tackle mm-hmm. for the San Francisco 49ers. He played at West Virginia. You did not win a national championship, but you know how to play the banjo. So it all kind of equaled out on top of the <laughs> I got to make a West Virginia joke every now and then, Colton. Alyssa. You had some questions for you guys, I believe, today on the podcast. What was the first question, Alyssa? Um, uh, have you ever tackled Tom Brady? <laughs> no. Or shook his hand? They're offensive players. They could have shook his hand in the game. Did you guys play at the Buccaneers? We, we, pl- we played them last year, right? And a bunch of guys were... So mm-hmm. I remember like Dre got a, his interception signed by him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell him signed it for him. Or one of our linebackers got he picked he made it pick and kept it and then got him to sign the ball after the game. You understand what he's saying? He's an opponent. He went up to Tom Brady at the end of the game yeah. after he intercepted him. He said that last time. Oh, he did. Yeah. Um, as you guys are on the sidelines and you're part of this team, then you're in the huddle and you're playing. But when he's on the field, you two aren't. <clears throat> Is yeah. it? Is it different watching what it could be considered the GOAT? Is there a different energy, or is it just another football game? It's just another football game to me. It didn't do anything to you? Like, wow, that's oh, Tom. I mean, maybe at random points, you're like, man, how cool is this? But for, for 95% of the game, we're just locked into our job, what we got to do, hearing our coach. But for that 5%, you know, whether it's – you know, you're, you're about to go into halftime, you're, everyone's kind of standing there, and let's say he has the ball, everyone's kind of just like – yeah, that's, that's Tom Brady out there. It's kind of cool. You mm-hmm. know? Or he scrambles over to our sideline, even though he doesn't scramble much. You know? it's like, yeah, maybe the way that he was described in meetings and, you know, you see his greatness and then you see him in the beginning across the field and you're like, oh, 
It's well, Tom Brady. Weren't, weren't we up by like 30 against them? Yeah, it was. And we were still just like, out. hey, you can't pull up on Brady, man. You know? I know. All of a sudden, you he's, guys, are, he's down by three with the ball on the 10. Yeah. He's done it so many times. All right, Alyssa, what's next? What's the other guy on Tom Brady's team? You know, like. The tight end? I don't know. Gonk? Jonk, what, yeah. Gronk? Gronk? Yeah, that guy. Rob Gronkraut. Yeah. He retired too, correct? He retired before Brady. Yeah. yeah. I know and he who never he came is back. Because of the 80 for Brady movie. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever made a touchdown? In the NFL? Yeah. No, I have not. No, I've done three years with the Niners now, and I have not scored a touchdown. How many touchdown receptions did you have for the Bulldogs? One? What are you, a blocking tight end? <laughs> yeah, about, yeah. That's why I hang out with Colton so much, man. Yeah. You know? Tight ends, we kind of classify them as part offensive linemen. So do you have good hands, though? I mean, can yeah. you catch the ball? Yeah. So what does it take to get to the point to where, like, you got a great catching, what do you call it, a, a receiving tight end on the Niners, right? Yeah, Kittle. George, yeah. And what does it take to get to that, like, where they actually throw you the ball a little bit? Well, I mean, NFL, it's, I mean, it's tough. I mean, I mean, George is, to me, George is the best tight end in the league, you know, so, I mean. Why? Just, I mean, he does, he does everything the best. Like he's he's uh, overall he, he can he can run block and he can go catch he can go catch balls and he's also going to get a ton of yards after contact. You got some guys who are good at individual things, you know. Some guys who are good receivers. Some guys who, you know, are good blockers. But George does it all very well, and he big part of our offense and how we run mm-hmm. our offense. So overall, I think he's definitely the best. I mean, what what he, what he can do with the ball is, is special. It takes a lot of guys to bring him down. Where did he play at college? Iowa. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye. Yep. Was he a number? Was he a first rounder? Fifth rounder. Fifth. <clears throat> Fifth rounder, and he's the best tight end in the league. Yeah. Yeah. You got drafted in the fourth round. Sixth round. Sixth round. You were fifth. Fifth. Round. So, but then this year the 49ers draft a third round tight end. Mm-hmm. So potentially he could be better than Kittle. I mean, sure. Is yeah. he a, is he a catching tight end? Is he a receiving tight end? Uh, I think he's got some both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole draft stuff. I mean, you, I mean, some of that you never know. I mean, what does it do to your psyche though, Chuck? Where you're you're grinding to get PT and snaps, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden draft day comes down. I know that Colton said, well, they didn't they didn't draft the tackle. They didn't draft an offensive line this year. So that kind of tells him, well, I'm good mentally. He's like, well, my, they may like. They may like what I'm doing. Yeah. They didn't spend any money or invest in anybody new. Mm-hmm. But what does it do to your psyche when you see them do that when you're grinding every day? Yeah, that's a good question. There's definitely a lot to that. There's a lot of situational stuff. I mean, ton, ton goes into that decision they made. But, I mean, there's a, there's definitely a little bit. You know, they're like, dang, you know, like when, when they draft a third rounder and I'm on my last year, it's like, well, you know, you never know. Maybe they – your mind your mind runs a little bit for sure. You know, do they see me here next year? Do they want me anymore? Yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, I, I used to stress a lot about my job because in the NFL our job is not – you don't have a lot of job security. You know what I mean? Um, I used to stress about it big time. and You just can't do it anymore. I mean, my rookie year was just – I was nervous all the time. I was like, I'd come home and be like, Sydney, I'm about to get cut. Like, I had a bad practice. I'm like, There's no way to live. You know, it's you can't go no. about your job doing that. So – I kind of got over that rookie year and then just had to put a lot of trust in my hard work and that, you know, wherever, whatever happens to me, I got to trust the Lord that he's going to provide. I'm going to be where I'm going to be. So Wait, say that last part again so Alyssa gets this. She wants to be a D1 volleyball player. Mm-hmm. What does it take 
to is she too young right now to get serious is 12 years old i still want her to have fun yeah i still want her to have that big smile um she's getting more and more competitive she's very talented at the game Mm -hmm. but she's made it her goal right lissy is to be a d1 volleyball player right at a a beach school at a beach school so do you want to be a (laughs) do you want to be a beach volleyball player or a regular one regular so five five girls on the court or six. six. Six girls on the court. God, I, I will admit this. I love watching them. I didn't think I'd like watching volleyball so I, much. I thought the same thing. But then, like I said, my wife played. She was a libero, uh, libero at, at Georgia. She was a really good server. I remember going to my first match. Because I had watched my volleyball at my high school, and it wasn't. they had just started the program, so no one knew what they were doing. But when I got to Georgia and watched that, I was like, dang. It's so Especially fun. when on the outside hitters, when they get up there, oh, my gosh, it's just like. Well, I mean, they're spiking. They're you know, they're hitting the heck out of those balls, man. They're, Alyssa they're last year was the libero. Last year, this year she was she outside was a, she, she was an outside hitter, mm-hmm. and she does what like the thing. The, what I love about the way she plays is that she's the she will like literally slide on her pads for five yards. Now that's an exaggeration. Two to three yards, you know, eight yeah. feet, and save it. Mm-hmm. She will lay out forwards and get her hand in between the floor and the ball and let that ball. Yeah. What is that called? A pancake. A pancake. pancake like, and she right. does it. And I'm just like, she's got really good instincts of where the ball is going to get to. And she can mm-hmm. get her body there. And she lays out and, and goes all out for the ball. Yeah. And I think, and then on top of it, she's got good power. Um, but the explosiveness isn't there yet as far as the jumping and the timing part of it. Which you say, you're, I saw a picture of your wife. She's not very tall. Mm-mm, she's 5'5". Five, five. She's 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. yeah, and she played D1 volleyball as a libero. And that means that she was probably jump serving or no? Uh man, did she I have a powerful so. serve? Yeah. yeah, she was a really good server. Yeah. So see, like five five, does that you would hear that and be like, "There's no way you're playing D one volleyball. Yeah. There's no way you make." There was but a few girls. There was like maybe Sydney and like two other girls. There was like five five, five seven, you know. But most of the girls are five ten, five you know, or up. I mean, yeah. some of her friends were six two. You know, which I mean? she'll be probably five ten or five eleven. That by the what the doctors mm-hmm. are saying, mm-hmm. where the percentile fits her. And she's already wearing size 13 boy shoes. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> no, Bigfoot. That's my foot. You can have my shoes. She's wearing my shoes right now. Um, so t- Chuck and Colton, talk to her a little bit about what it takes. Like at 12 years old, you don't need to be getting real serious, do you? But it's not far away to where you need to start being like, I got to get in the gym. I got to get my balance and my core. Like what, what would you tell her? You go first. Oh, I mean, in my experience, I didn't really even i mean i dreamt of major league baseball but of course you did of course i love baseball when i was growing up. that's all i wanted to do and then you know they're like hey you can get a scholarship sophomore year of high school for football just based on your size so i mean and that's why i started taking taking it serious was you know high school but i had aspirations like Alyssa does you know early on you know i dreamed of it but i don't know if the seriousness ramped up until I was told I had an opportunity. Mm, So, but she's, these girls know they have an opportunity, I think, because they, I mean, almost a lot of them get placed. They get scholarships. I think the big difference here between football and almost every other sport in America is, is club stuff. I think football, you can still get away with just being a really good player at your local high school, you know, or whatever. But I feel like baseball, basketball, I mean, it's from what Sydney would tell me of volleyball, 
like you got to be involved in a club or you got to do like you got to travel you got to get seen so i feel like i feel like for volleyball you got to start the serious process a little bit earlier than what we do for football i mean mm -hmm. i'm kind of like you i didn't really i was always a hard worker and i had three older brothers who pushed me and you know i, I loved the game but i didn't really get serious about it until probably when i got my first offer you know like scholarship offer and mm -hmm. it's like oh wait there's some seriousness here you know i have a chance to actually do something with this but it I makes felt, sense because there is really no club ball for football i mean there's like set on seven tournaments in the summer but that doesn't count you know it's it's really just is that know, flag there's a is lot that tackle? here just touch just touch. touch now how does volleyball work is there like scouts or do you like, send film I think or recruiters from, i think yeah sydney said you got to go to all these tournaments i mean you got to go oh, really? to these summer tournaments and you got to almost almost do it year round i mean not not quite mm -hmm. but you gotta you gotta really put yourself out there to be seen being in the backyard, being at camp, being with friends and family. I think one thing that the pandemic did is it got us back in our backyards. It got us staying home more. And man, we just started doing so many cookouts, so much grilling. And we've been partnered with Traeger Grills for the last decade. And I don't know if you can be more innovative than what this brand has done from the new Timberline XL and the new Flat Rock, the Ironwood 885, all of their pellets, their rubs, their sauces, their glazes, their smash burger kit, you name it. Traeger Grills is awesome. And we use them a ton. I'm sure you've seen it on the Foul Life. You've seen it in our social media. But get creative. Be innovative. Think outside of the box. Wild game, domestic, vegetables, desserts, pizzas. You can do it all on a Traeger grill. And like I mentioned, that Timberline XL with that conduction plate. I'm talking high heat, reverse sear steaks. Anything you want to put on there gets it done in a hurry after you put a little smoke on them on the grill. Transfers right over. Easy as I mean, just so easy. Everything is simplified. You can download the Traeger Grills app. You can find recipes. You can work with pros like Matt Pittman at Meat Church and Chad Ward at Whiskey Bent Barbecue and so many others from across the country to master these recipes. It's simple, and that's what Traeger is all about. They did not want your backyard experience to be complex. So when you're thinking of fun and good food and flavor recipes, thinking outside the box, think no further than Traeger Grills, the official grill of the Foul Life podcast and the Foul Life television. I can't wait to get back in my Traeger Grill and uh, just cook up something delicious. Thank you all very much. So, I mean... And the difference between what they're good, she's going to go through from now to seventh grade then eighth grade i mean it's i mean it's just yeah. it's amazing how your the talent just keeps increasing of where she's been in fourth grade then fifth grade now sixth grade and she's doing yeah. the things she's doing it's night and day right and then i can't imagine where she's going to be at seventh and eighth but i'm looking at it like i'm not going to be that dad that's like you gotta you gotta get mm -hmm. out i'm not i won't do that can't. i can't i can't handle that yeah. but i do want her to be happy when she graduates high school and that she knew she put everything that she had in and i'm having a hard time figuring out when that process like i'll bring her into the gym with me and we'll work on balance or we'll, we'll she'll roll mm -hmm. out she's doing things that i never did in sixth grade yeah right the really cool exercises yeah but I don't want it to be to where you get so overwhelmed with it that it almost loses its finesse, you know, it loses its touch for you, you know, like you're like, man, I'm over it. I've seen that happen to where baseball I've, kids. Oh, they get burned out when they're By like, the sophomore year of yeah, high school, they're, I'm done. Yeah. 
they're done with baseball and they were a stud. They've been playing it since they're six. Doing yeah, travel ball. They're they're getting four hundred at bats a year at, in seventh grade and they're over it. Yeah, you just gotta make sure you're still having fun. I mean, you still gotta make sure you're going to the water park. You know what I mean? Like you still gotta be doing. You still gotta be a kid. I yeah, feel like yeah. like you guys have seen her personality. You wouldn't think yeah. she's had an athletic bone in her body the way she has. Like I'm being for real. Like she is such a, a goofball. Mm-hmm. But then when she gets on that court, she turns. She flips the switch, which I love. That's yeah. that's like my dogs. You know, like I love a dog that'll come and lay by me and cuddle like Axel mm-hmm. and Duff. And then they flip that switch and they're blind. Yeah. And they're a machine. You know, they're just a they're bad. They're awesome. And I think that I, that's what I love about Alyssa. And I think that I think that that's a big part of team leadership. As long as you're not going in to the practice part and the game part and being a goofball, you know when to turn it on and turn it off. You don't always want to be always just hey, mm-hmm. uh, you know yeah. where's where's my where's yeah. my binder? I need to study plays. You know you, you can't do that in sixth grade. You just can't. Everyone's goofy from twelve to fourteen, anyways, and everyone's going through, you know, <laughs> yeah, through that little time period. And I feel like a lot of people figure out they truly love the sport in that yeah. time period too. As long as there's still a love for the game, I think that's where once it becomes, I don't know, a job or, I don't know, it's hard. As long as hard. as long as they're all in on it, I think that's where you know the success is. If you're if they want to work out or. I don't know, they're wanting you to take them to work out or do more. I think that's where, you know, you see it more. Is and I th- and I think that if you don't press them, mm-hmm. like what you're saying, Colin, is you just let it happen organically and yeah. naturally. Okay. She knows it's there. The gym's there. The exercises are there. If you want it, you're going to start asking, like, hey, I'd, I want to go again. But you don't want to be like, hey, you're going to the gym five days a week on top of volleyball practice, mm-hmm. on top of school. What? What's that look for? Now let's <laughs> – does it happen? Um, no, I tell her. I said, hey, we got a workout today. And then she'll say something like, like yesterday, perfect example. I'm texting her mom, and I said, hey, I'm, I'm going to work out. I'm taking Alyssa before we head back out north. Does she know she has a workout? I said, well, she will when she gets in the truck. And she gets in, and she says, my feet hurt because she had – they practice hard Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays right mm-hmm. now. So Monday we didn't work out. She practiced hard Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So I said, okay, that's no problem, but you're still going to the gym and you're going to roll out and you're going to stretch and you're going to feel better. You don't have to do any explosiveness. You don't have to work out at all. I just want you going in there. And what did she do? She went in there and she stretched, she rolled, she did all of her calf stuff. And then she went and got a volleyball and went and hit Mm -hmm. for 45 minutes and practiced and loved it, had a blast. Never said, never once was in a hurry to get out of the gym. But it was, I pushed her a little bit like, you don't have to work out, but you're going to go in there and you're going to roll out. If your feet are hurting, you can get a golf ball. You can do some maintenance today and just make your body feel better. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, is that the wrong way to be? Should I not be doing that? Should I just let her go slack off and 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 be a sixth grader? Mm-hmm. But I didn't see anything wrong with having her in there and rolling out and doing the things that were going to make her feel better. And then she ended up practicing her serving for probably a good 40 minutes or 45 minutes. Maybe not that long, maybe 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. But was it a good session? Yeah. Okay, so are you glad you went? Yeah. Did I get upset? No, I just said, we're going to the gym. You can roll out. You can do whatever you want. And then, you know, she's like, I need to get a snack. And she gets a double meat, turkey and cheese. She gets a, a bag of chips. She gets her Gatorade or whatever. She got to go to the gym and eat it. But I, I just think that that environment is good for them to – to be in and mm-hmm. not just be on a tablet or something. Mm-hmm. I don't see, is there something wrong with that of a dad? I didn't, I, I promise you I did not press her. I won't be that guy. I didn't feel like, 
get down and do 20, 10 push-ups yeah. and go get on the jump rope. I didn't tell her to do one exercise yeah. yesterday. She gets in there and she does her protocol and then she gets up and goes and hits the ball. Do you think that that's okay? Yeah, I mean, it's just affording the opp- opportunity to to give them a choice to work out or or work on their craft. I mean, shoot, I, in sixth grade, I wish I had something like that to do. God, me too. But I thought for sure I'd get drafted into the big leagues, into the minor leagues. And I was so far behind. Straight out of high school, you thought? No, I went and played college no, baseball. I, I know, yeah, I know you well, played. Well, I, I, played, I played awesome high school baseball. I mean, we don't have awesome high school baseball, but we played on unreal traveling teams. The Carson Capitals, we won the national title, you know, both years I was there. My brother won the national title when he was there. Mm. Um, USABA, tons of college recruits there, tons of scouts, cross checkers, jugs, guns out, watching it. And, um, but then when I got to college in D1, and I saw the level of play from California and Texas mm. and Florida, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, up here, the baseball season in high school runs February through May. There's, short. there's two feet of snow on the field. Yeah. It's 30-mile-an-hour winds, and the temperature's still – the lows are still in the 20s, and the highs are in the 50s. That ain't baseball. Yeah. I mean, the UNR team here, the, the, football, the, the baseball team here at the D1 College is practicing in the gym. Mm. You know, it's, we're way behind here mm. when it comes to getting reps and playing in – I don't even like watching baseball if it's under 70 degrees. I won't, I don't even like going to a game. Like going to a Giants game in the Bay is hard because it's so freaking cold all the time. Yeah. I like baseball weather. Mm-hmm. I'm a fair weather baseball guy because that's it's supposed to be in warm weather. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you guys go to you guys go to Lambeau Field and play in the snow. Like that's what football's about. But would you rather yeah. play when it's nice and sunny? Uh, I don't know. Winning, yeah, that, winning in Lambeau that, in the playoffs that was negative five is. It's pretty cool, but isn't it harder? To, isn't it harder to play? Like, oh, dude, that so they had like heaters underneath the field, I think, and then it was snowing mm-hmm. during the second half, so it became like a mud fest in that yeah. second half. Awesome, it was, it was all. I mean, I'll never forget that. But yeah, to, to play in that game, I mean, not to play. I was on a couple of special teams, you know, kicks and a game winner. You were you were down there celebrating with Robbie, yeah. but I mean, just to win in that place and the history that's in Lambeau and. Vince Lombardi and it's where football is meant to be played. Yeah. You come through that long, like old school tunnel, yeah. and then you just come out. Play there. like a champion today. Yeah. Is that there or no? no that's it's Notre Dame. Dame. <laughs> it's Notre Dame. It's Notre Dame. See, I know a lot about football, man. <laughs> I get them all mixed up. Uh, you love talking about football. <laughs> I I do. I I think I think football is an awesome game as far as the there's somewhat of a strategy. I think there's a lot of not strategy. like baseball. No, no, not even. There, there, no. I don't. I've never played baseball, but to me, there is ten times the strategy in football. Almost every play is broken. What you got? The small ball or long ball in baseball? Football? It's it's every play has something. No, I I respect football wholeheartedly. I do. I I was never really good at it. Both my brothers were, um, but I can't get over the danger part of it. I just feel like it is so. You guys continue to get bigger faster stronger there's no way in the freaking universe i'd want to get hit by ray lewis coming going through the two hole and having him smack me i mean your head jerks back your brain rattles your freaking shoulder i mean like the, the the impact blows my mind like is it not way too dangerous is the impact not way too much you guys see it every day is it not like oh my gosh i can't believe i do this for a living the impact is incredible. When I when I run down on kickoff or kickoff return, I think that's, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, special teams. I think they're going to take that out. Special that teams out of the game. Super day. Like per 
They're going to take that out of the game. The, 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 like the percentage of plays of a game, you know, you probably have like 20 special teams plays to like, you know, 160 offensive and defensive snaps. Like mm-hmm. those 20 to 30 special teams has a higher chance of injury. You just you run a 40-yard dashes into people's face. I mean. And they just <laughs> they just changed the rule on kickoff now. Yeah, they changed it to college. So yeah, we'll fair catches and then touchbacks are the 25. 25. So the collisions and, and speed that, on the kickoff. Yeah, I, but the danger part—I don't know. I mean, we've—that's what we've signed up for. It's the—I know you have. It's the game that we love, and to me, it's you, everyone gets all just scared. You about told me it. about two back-to-back surgeries you had. You're only 25. You've had your L5 herniated disc fix, which is fine. But yeah. then you have hernias. All like they, core, core surgery. They did your whole core surgery. Yep. Like this isn't normal at 25. <laughs> it's not normal. No, but I know you signed up for it, and I hope that it pays off. Yeah, I hope you all win the Super Bowl mm-hmm. this year. I hope that you get a huge contract that you and your families are both set up for the rest. Of- I get it, but there's no doubt that football is dangerous as hell. Oh, yeah. probably, is there any? What's what's the second most dangerous sport? Maybe hockey. That's what I was gonna say. Maybe, maybe MMA. Oh, but geez. there's very very few injuries in MMA. Dude, those guys have knocked out of brain like trauma. Than yeah, have, though. I don't think, think so. They have they have to. I'm telling you, dude. We I don't have, think we so. We have like engineered super boxers crazy have more. Boxers on. have more. They're taking way more shots to the head. Yeah. Do you think it's the consecutive shot? Yeah, boxing has way hits more. the head. MMA doesn't have a lot of injuries. I don't in think it. MMA is. MMA is brutal. Man. Is that what I did? No, I didn't. No, you jiu-jitsu. did jujitsu. You're going back to jujitsu. No. You were an awesome jujitsu no. tech. You'd be all be on your way to your black belt by now. No. You'd be five years into it. Karate. No. You'd have five years left. You get a black belt in jujitsu. Yeah. yeah. Brazilian jujitsu black belts both. ten years, oh, and then five you to seven you, years you every other too. belt. I did. As you get second degree, third degree. I didn't like it. Wow. Wax on, wax off. It's a lifelong adventure. She's tall, and her legs are stronger than hell. She would go in there, and there'd be dads in there with their boys, you know, and I'd be like. This ain't gonna be good. <laughs> and she'd go in there and just wrap one of them up, and the dads would just put their heads down. I'd be like, "Way this world's headed, man." That's, I ain't like good it. to have a self defense, yeah. dude. Self-defense. I thought Chuck, it's so good you say that because Kelly, the she's a two time world champion. She's a fourth degree black belt, maybe third degree. Kelly Parati's her name. Look her up. She is. She's fought in the UFC Jeez. a little bit. She trained down in New Mexico. With Greg Jackson. Um, she's her instructor. And the confidence that I would see in her when she's doing it, it was just, it, I, I would think if you stayed with it, it would give you the utmost confidence. You can go do whatever. Anything. Yeah. Can't be touched. You don't got to yeah. look over your shoulder all the time. No, or... if somebody gets me to the ground, I'm yeah. boom, boom. You and don't I, know how to protect yourself. But I, again, here I am again. Couldn't press it. Mom wasn't for it. She didn't like it. I couldn't be like, you're staying in jujitsu because yeah. it's going to be good for you in 10 years. I want to be that dad sometimes, but I, mm. it just didn't make sense because she wasn't enjoying it. Yeah. I didn't like it because I had to wrestle sweaty little kids. And I was like <laughs> twice their height. And a lot of the times I had to wrestle boys. And one of and one of the kids I had to wrestle a lot, he would always like do these moves that we didn't learn. Like when we were, try, when we were taught certain moves to do when you're trying to like get them, he would do like something completely different that we weren't allowed to do. And he, that one kid was like taller than me. And I think he was like 15 or something. Did he smoke you? No, he didn't. Just, like, one time I wrestled him, and he, like, jacked up my finger because he was doing something that we weren't allowed to do. So you got mad at him and put him in a leg lock and tapped him out? What what if your dad was your coach and you, like, practiced with him? Would you be more willing to do it? No. (laughs) I'd like Kelly more than him to do it. And then would you want to coach her? No. I, um... 
I have the utmost respect for coaches and teachers. Especially teachers, man. Mm. All of it. Mm-hmm. Um, homeschooling, everybody's like, I homeschool my kids. I'm like, no, you don't. I would not want to be homeschooled. <laughs> There's just no way you do. They might go to school for 10 minutes, then they're out playing in the yard. Yeah. That homeschooling is is not easy. Yeah. And going to public school. A lot, a lot of people are doing it right now, though. Oh, I From get it. what happened in 2020 till now. I yeah, get it. A lot of people are doing it. Yeah, but I know a lot of the families that are doing it, and I'm like, first off, there's hopefully there's still socialization because you're not yeah. getting a lot of that if you're not in a school unless you go to a club after, unless you go somewhere. And I'm not looking down on it. I'm just saying, like, could I could I ever homeschool? All right. Yeah, I would you, not want to be what homeschooled. If, what if, here's a scenario for you. What if your son or Alyssa wanted to travel with you full time would you be willing to be their teacher on the road? Not a chance. But if she, anyway, she what if she's like, if, hey, if she was, I, I want to go see. If she was different, she was passionate about the outdoors. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And if, she likes it. She, she likes. She, she loves bass fishing. She can catch bass like they're going out of style. Yeah. She's killed her first duck, but I've never pressed hunting on mm-hmm. her. I've never been like, go get your duck caller practicing for 40 minutes tonight. Because if I did that, it's just going to make her hate it. Mm-hmm. So if she comes into it more as we grow, like when we went on the youth hunt last year with her friend Kennedy and my nephew Chase, and my brother, and 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 the and the other dads, she had a blast. Mm-hmm. Didn't pull a feather, didn't stress me out. I just liked seeing her shoot. I was mm-hmm. out there to. She, she's loading her gun. She's safe. I want to say, it was him and then Clay in the blind with me, Kennedy, and Chase, and he was he had to go back to the camp and put ribs on, and then Dave came in and taught me and Kennedy, and that was a little bit more fun. With yeah, Dave. so it's that typical mm-hmm. like because your dad Dave was just like that, letting us shoot, and he, he wasn't being like super hard, like get up, get ready right now. The ducks are coming. He was just like, take your time, just aim for the duck, blah blah blah. Yeah, so maybe my so he made it more fun, huh? Yeah, he was really fun. But did you do you want to go back again? Yeah. You want to go hunt with me more this year? No, 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 no. To like <laughs> not, with, not with dad. <laughs> no, to the duck Utah. camp. Yeah. She loves that duck camp. I want to go Utah. back to the fishing place in Chico. Yeah, she wants to fish. So if that naturally happens, I'd love her to do it. So maybe I'm a maybe I'm more of an aggressive hunter because I like mm-hmm. uh, that's how I am in the, with everybody. I'm like, hey, watch it, get down. I love watching ducks. Dave might be a little bit more laid back, right? Dave's way more mature than me. I mean, he's just turned sixty six, mm-hmm. so he's just like, hey, you're having her out here having fun, and I'm like, I want my daughter to experience it and maybe get another duck. But I'm not sitting there going. Where were you on that one? You didn't kill that one. Like, I'm not doing that stuff. So, or get, like, if she, back to your question, if she said, hey, I want to go on the road, okay. I would make it happen. But I would get, I would hire a teacher. Okay. I would hire a nanny and a teacher that would set aside time every day to where she's going into a learning session. Because I can't, I, when I, if I sat down and I said, okay, it's time for math. I look at her math and I'm like, that's not how I learn math. Mm-hmm. A lot of that stuff's changed since I was yeah. in school. So I'd have to go back to school to learn how to teach her what she's learning right now in 2023. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. I could teach her about entrepreneurial spirit a little bit, maybe about business and which, nurturing a brand and stuff they don't teach in school. Yeah, you need more of that. And, and, I want, and I told her yesterday again, I said, I'd like you to spend some time this summer in Jen's office, learn QuickBooks, spend some time around Tom, learn how to put a picture together. Maybe color correct a picture, use Photoshop. But she's just like, no, no. And I'm like, is she still in that fun phase? But I wanted her to be like, okay, I want to sit down next to Clay and maybe learn how to edit a, a real quick scene. Not that I wanted her to be in the business. Not that I wanted her to become a 
an editor. But if she's learning all these skill sets, mm-hmm. she's more, picking the, up on things. Yeah, the more you can learn is just huge. Yeah, and I true. think that <clears throat> she has it at her fingertips of being able to shadow people. She could go shadow Sherry Carey, who's my business manager. She's amazing with finance and ledgers and, and money and, and project management and stuff like that. Maybe two hours a day. But she doesn't want to do it. So I don't force her to do it. But maybe when she gets seventh and eighth grade and she's made comments like, I want to own the business someday and somebody's going to work for me. No, I said, <clears throat> I want to own it. And then Chase does all the work, but I just make the money. <laughs> See, that's typical. She's right? like everyone nowadays. <laughs> yes. I want to go to a school in Florida or uh, South Carolina and I want to do, um, be in the business, like, what's that one Business called? school? Yeah. And then play volleyball because you can't play volleyball like over the age of twenty-five. Why? Because or like thirty because you're too old. All right. Would you want to? Would you ever want to be in me and Colton's shoes and get paid to play yeah. volleyball? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you go do Europe? Because that's a that's a, that's where a lot of money's at. I don't know. Europe. Like to go? Yeah. There's like volleyball leagues in Europe. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you could do it. I, I mean. I think there's some professional leagues in in U.S. that are kind of up and coming for women. But I'm, oh, really? Like, for volleyball? I think they're coming around. I saw where like Joe Burrow put money into one because oh, his really? sister plays volleyball. Or something. I don't know, but Joe yeah. Burrow was the quarterback for LSU. Yeah, mm. and now he's Cleveland, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I feel like I saw he like invested in like a new, you know, league or something. You'd want to be a professional know. athlete and get paid like these guys. Yeah. If I got money right now to play at NNJ, that'd be awesome. Oh, here's a question for you. NIL. I know you're only 12, but do you do you have you heard any stories of like either middle schoolers or high schoolers, girl volleyball players, getting paid like NIL money, like like doing a sponsorship for like a clothing brand or? Um, not in volleyball, but my stepbrother Dominic, he has this one kid, and his name's I don't remember, but he goes to a different school for me. And he's into hunting and stuff, and he he has a spot. His sponsors like Cabela and stuff, and Cabela pays him. And he has like, I don't know. How old is he? Thirteen, fourteen. Oh my gosh! I don't know, but he. Oh, you never told me this. Dom showed me like his Instagram and stuff, and he's sponsored by Cabela. Is he got a lot of followers. I don't know, but and then my brother, my stepbrother Dominic, he has a shoe company. Like he has an Instagram, and he. Um, buys all these shoes and then he sells them for a higher price like he him and his like blood bro- brother waited in line for like three hours to get you know that Mexican drink that's like Fanta but it's in the orange oh Jarito yeah that or Yarito or whatever they yeah. made shoes with Nike and Dominic waited in line for like um three hours to get those shoes and then he just sells those for a higher price and wait a minute so he just he doesn't paint them or do anything special to him no Kennedy does though Kennedy, my other friend, she's in seventh grade, and she buys Air Forces, or her friends give her Air Forces, and fifty bucks, and then she paints. She's a really good artist. You gotta see this paints. girl. Uh, these kids, <laughs> we worked on this. In the Marcelino, Marcelino paints. She painted like the really? Starry Night one, you know, the Starry Night thing. She painted that on shoes before. Vincent Van Gogh's really? famous painting, Starry Starry Night. I could wow. get her to send me a picture. <clears throat> That's crazy though. You got like a let's just say he's fourteen. You got a fourteen-year-old kid out there getting sponsored by Cabela's. I think Isn't so. That nuts. It's, I haven't heard of this. Probably just free gear. I would have thought you or your assume, mom or somebody would tell me this. Just <clears throat> a lot of money out there, man. For I mean, Macaulay Culkin, man, he was doing it. But I mean, we weren't doing. What were you doing in sixth and seventh grade? 
Dude, I was. You weren't thinking about I was buying going, Nikes no. or. Dude, times have changed. Times well, he have doesn't changed. buy yeah. his Nikes. His dad does, but then. I had he, one pair of tennis I don't know everything. if he's ever Church, sold a pair practice. to somebody. Yeah. I think just his family, but he's. He has like. I don't think he's sold a pair, but. Um. He's getting there. He's gotten offers and stuff, and he's getting more into business a lot. And, like, this one guy DM'd him and was trying to, like, cheat him out, and he realized it. And so I think he said, like, no or something. And then um, we had a dinner a few nights ago with these people called named Michelle and Oscar. And he was trying to – he bought these – they're cool pairs. They're, like, um, Babe Ruth uh, low tops, and they're pretty cool. And so Oscar's like, I'll give you – they're like negotiating, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. God, are kids growing up faster than. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about what she said, every single thing is happening on social media. Oh, yeah. and he. And, and we didn't have that. It's the phones, man. We, phones are just exposing the kids to everything. I mean, I was like, I'd go and buy a cassette tape of Rob Bass when I heard it takes two, and I yeah. never once said, "Man, I'm gonna." go sell this on the black market i'm gonna go make more money on this because i wasn't going online and going oh man that dude's selling shoes and he's selling cassette like it's all over the place now to where people have the ability to reach the masses through social media we were just kind of to ourselves i mean what was our business plan as a kid it was a lemonade stand yeah now that lemonade stand is like buying nikes and upselling them at 14 years old Dominic, he um, invested money into buying stickers. His name is Angel Drops. And so he bought bought these stickers and he hands them out all over school to everybody. And he's making a little like cart full of shoes. And I think he's gonna like go around town or something selling them. Kids driven, making that money. Yeah, and he- Free enterprise. Every night he goes, we have this built-in desk and he goes and he sets up like a backdrop all black and then he takes pictures and one time he had me go and I was like standing there taking pictures for him while he was adjusting the shoes everywhere and he captions them and stuff. You know, is this, is it a, is it a kid's on something? Is it just going back in time? Because if you think about it, go back to like the 30s and 40s, kids were like super mature at 14, getting married at 16. It's like, are we getting? You they know, better not be getting married young. Not, I mean, that, that was how it was back then. You know what I mean? Kids were full blown working like dogs at like fourteen, fifteen back then. This is mean, yeah, that's already business. I think it's the exact opposite, Chuck. I think I, I think the working gen. I mean, we're not breeding working at work not, ethic in a lot of it. No, I agree. We I'm glad to see a lot of these kids with work ethic. That's but what, is it a different work issues. work ethic? Let oh, me see. What is, what is that, Kennedy's? Here's this one. Look at that art, dude. That girl's in that's is in seventh grade. I mean, is it like a so different? Her art, her art would blow your mind. Oh, see, mind. here's the shoes. Yeah. It's not a She'll very good be, picture. Paid someday. But the shoes are the Starry Night. She like paints that. That's sweet. Oh, the Nike logo. That's yeah. cool. I tried for her birthday. It was just me and her, and um, she did. We bought Air Forces and we tried painting them, and hers looked really good, and mine looked really bad, and it's really hard. I just had to paint like a black design on them, and you it's, gotta use like special paint. She does a lot of things where she like rips out magazines the and then copies. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Wow. Yeah, so I mean she, she wins a lot of her school's art like every one of her I, school's I'd say art competitions. That. Yeah, you can make money, man, in the art world. Especially she, like the, the, if you're like a good Remember painter, that name, like Kennedy that. Ray, R H E A. She will be getting paid for art. Jim's yeah, Jim's daughter. daughter. 
She's little, a sweet little thing. She'll be she, here tonight. Oh no. She comes. Oh, she. No. Oh yeah. Well, we should have her uh, text her and say, um, "Bring your art pad. I, we want you to paint a football helmet of the 49ers while you're here, or draw one." Little 49ers. Well, and they can put it up in the 49ers locker room. To Colton and Chuck. This episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody is also brought to you by Oakley. Guys, let's be real. The world is your playground and you need the right gear to conquer it. That's why you need a pair of Oakley sunglasses. With Oakley, you'll have the clarity, protection, and style you need to take on any adventure. Oakley's commitment to quality, innovation, and authenticity means you can trust your eyes are in good hands. Head over to oakley.com to find your perfect pair. My smash burgers, I don't allow people to put anything on. They do condiments. I get out really, my feelings get hurt. But I got that Napa Valley all oil down on that flat rock and a little bit of butter and the flavor combination of that olive oil and that butter is unbelievable the part of Chelly family napa california the wine country the vineyards it's napa valley olive oil still done old school these guys are true old school italians their store check it out please when you're in the bay area of california if, if you're hunting with rocky merlot drive two hours to the south and to the west a little bit and check out the store at napa valley olive oil thank you for believing what we do the parcelli family hunts we've cooked so many great dinners at duck camp with stefano and ray ray and jules and the entire Articelli family, they are great people. Dante, thank you all so much for what you do for us here. Guys, girls, visit them online, NapaValleyOliveOil.com, and get some salami, get some oil, get some truffle, get some. The Parmesan cheese is the best in the world, the grated or the bricks. Get it, Napa Valley Olive Oil. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's kind of it's neat seeing them take their passions to whatever level they want mm-hmm. to. And some of them are more opt to do it earlier. Some of them mature into it. They, you know, there's late bloomers. Mm-hmm. To where they they might not get into that part of their life until they're seventeen or eighteen or twenty five. Like you guys didn't really start getting mm-hmm. in serious about sports until later on in in life, right? So me, I was I wanted to be a major league baseball player when I was six. Mm-hmm. I was eating up with baseball, ended up sucking at it. You know what I mean? So it's like maybe I should have taken up, been more serious on the saxophone or the guitar or a golf club. You know, like. Mm-hmm. or drums like if, if, if baseball wasn't going to work out i maybe i should have not been so dead set on baseball and maybe tried other things yeah but, but you I, did play well, football though yeah i don't know if you would say that i i mean i caught some touchdown passes in high school and i was on two state championship teams and i was a strong safety and a wide receiver but there was mark senegorder and tyler miller in front of me and the receiver and they were much better than me mm-hmm. I played some special teams, but I played scared. Hmm. Like, self-admittingly, like, I played scared, and they didn't. They were like, like, I would jump a motorcycle and not have a care in the world. But then on the football field, after I hurt myself my freshman year, I always played scared after that. And I never really wanted to beat myself up for baseball. But I always wanted to be part of that boys club, that Friday Night Lights, that winning, that Letterman's jacket on Fridays and the jerseys on Friday and your girlfriend wearing your your away jersey or whatever and and then running out of the tunnel. And and we were the best in the state. I mean, we we had the best 5A football program in the state, McQueen High School. I mean, you go back and look. Wooster, Joe Sellers is the best coach of all time. He was the man. But, I mean, at that time in the early 90s, we were winning everything at McQueen. We were winning every state weightlifting contest and football championship. You need to play uh, Colton's favorite guy's song right now, Boys of Fall. Kenny. (laughs) That's another conversation. I could see him jiving out. 
I do. When the sun goes down, we'll be grooving. I mean, like when the, take it, cold. Time. When the sun goes down, we're feeling, feeling all right. right. When the sun <laughs> goes down, over the water, everything, everything gets, gets cooler. Or no, everything gets hotter, hotter. when the sun goes down. I love yeah. it. You, <laughs> you saw him in Montana? Yeah, in Bozeman. We, we caught a concert. Uh, Melanie's mom sent a message of the video of you two having a conversation just now and she says to tell him to hush his mouth about her moving to Europe to play volleyball I don't think she heard the <laughs> her mom don't even want her moving to <clears throat> to Charleston South Carolina to play volleyball I mean the, the, the Europe thing's legit I mean Sydney there's some girls from Georgia who went over to play over there I mean as much as you go to Italy you know Italy's got beaches <clears throat> oh, they got the I want to bike to class, bike to the beach every morning, have picnics on the beach, and play volleyball. <laughs> and not go to you, but you do want to go to class, right? You want to have a high GPA, right? You, well, you have to. Yeah. You got to stay eligible, and I want you to be. She gets straight A's. I mean, well, I don't know. Did you get an A in math this year? Um, I have a B in math right now. Ooh. I keep getting a C in it, but then I raise it to an A. You go from C to A. Yeah. That's I thought good. you just said you have a B in it. C's get degrees. I'm checking right now. Hey, Colton. C's do get degrees. West Virginia over here. We. Hey, I still got the paper. It's I all matters. You, I, I don't bet look at you the had a good GPA. GPA. I bet you had a high GPA. Don't give me. That. I have a really high B right now. In math. B plus. Yeah. 89. 88. Right. So you can get that to a 90 and get an A minus, or do they just do A's? No minuses now. Just A's or A. Everyone plus, gets a. Everyone gets a. Uh, do you have straight A's and everything else. Um, probably not band. She loves that flute. I hate. I mean, I really dislike band. <laughs> she was at her last concert last week, and we all went as a family. And the teacher stand there, and she's like dead center, four rows back in these flutes. And the 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 band teacher was awesome. He was into it. He was real polite the whole concert. Yeah, but it's because the parents are watching. It He's not going to yell at us in front of all I'm not guys. saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he was very well put together and he did a great job of leading them, composing the band. And he gets up there and he turns to the <laughs> audience and he's like, this is a great class. I love these sixth graders. We got one seventh grader and one eighth grader sitting with us tonight on the French horns. Um, you know what? I'm so excited to have them back in band next year. And she's back there, the only one going, nope, ain't coming. And I'm just like, and I'm telling her like from the audience, like you better, not you don't show people up like that, you know. And she's just back there shaking her head no, you know. And I'm kind of giggling inside, but it was it was kind of cute, you know. Yeah. But. I didn't like it at the same time. You respect that band composer because that's a lot of work. And they sounded He's good. He's always on me for but, some reason. Well, I wonder why. No, I Have don't. you seen how you talk to these two? Yeah, You're a smart aleck. I don't talk to him, though. I don't want to talk to him. But I get into band, and I get ready the same way. You go to your stand, you set up, you go get your flute or your instrument, and then you go set that up, and then you start warming up. So I did that every day, and then one day he pulls me over, and he's like, Alyssa, I've already talked to you about this. Right when you come into class, you're going to go get your flute, and you're going to sit down and get ready because he thinks that I'd like take my time. But I, I get ready, and I'm ready by the time he's taking attendance. He's just looking out for the we got some passion, passion about this. Yeah, you got some anger in there. Right now. passion, yeah. she's getting after it. Yeah. And then the other, day, yeah. the other day, this kid like wrote something on his arms because it was spirit week, so I was trying to see what he was. He's like, no talking. And then I was just like mm. turned around. My, I wasn't talking at all. And he's like, Alyssa, I said no talking. And then this dumb girl that sits by me, I mean, <laughs> this, this girl that sits by me, she's like, yeah, listen, I said, 
and I got really mad at her, and I kind of, yeah. <laughs> oh, misbehaving in class. Look at That's this little sixth grade. No, drama. I told her to shut up and to. You don't tell people to shut up because she was being really rude to me for no reason. I haven't. We used to be best friends, and I haven't Ooh. done anything to her. And then she oh, just started no. being so really rude to, to me. Are and, you guys still yeah. mad at each other? I don't know. You don't, you don't talk to me anymore. No. You gotta squash the beef. Communicate. You gotta Life, communicate. Life's too short. No. You gotta wipe the life's too short. No. <laughs> See, that's not the right attitude. Also, um, yeah. What? I don't know. <laughs> she's I'm like, passionate. She's like, maybe I've said too much. Maybe I've said too much. I'm passionate about how you ride a J. Okay, okay, this doesn't matter. She's gonna say she's gonna just start going off on all the stuff happening at school. <laughs> Do you get mad at how, how he writes his J's? Because he goes backwards. No, but she, she can't. Figure on the out big how group backwards. project, you need to write a J. Way. How you write a J? Because a backwards J, that's not a letter, or a number. No, a letter. That's not a letter or a T. The girl's name in the book was not ten. It's, it's Jen. It's really, it's really not hard to write a J. That's like the most simple, simple letter in the alphabet to write. Yeah. So what's your point? That you need to know how to write it, uh, write a correct J in sixth grade. Now that's, I would agree with that because when I see some of my employees, the way they write, I'm like. And it doesn't have to be good handwriting, but it has to be the right handwriting. You you say you write from right to left. Yeah, Leonardo da Vinci. I write 100% backwards, 180 degrees, right to left, cursive four words English and Italian but he can uh, write the J he yeah. can write the J the correct way writing it backwards but if you watch but me write forwards write like I have beautiful penmanship it's like I don't look like are they still teaching penmanship for you I thought like that was kind yeah. of gone by the time. I actually had typing class on a typewriter I'm 48 years old I know, but things I have changed big time penmanship died with like my grandma I thought like, like way oh, back um, you, I'm not saying it was called penmanship but you had writing no it was like my, my grandma had a legit class when she writes oh yeah yeah, yeah we do too I can't read her letters to me I have to get my wife to read them to me because it's oh, yeah, like, cursive we didn't have like fancy you know bellatorian writing or anything like that but we had you had to be able to write in cursive and legible and then you had to keep it in the lines yeah. and you had to be able to do it in capital letters mm-hmm. and in lowercase letters. My writing's so bad. And um, I think it's a huge part of success of being able to make your bed or being able to have good handwriting. Like I think I, I, that that was the mindset that you had when you were a kid is that, or, or when we were being raised was, <clears throat> you make your bed. Clean, and your, clean your room. You clean your room and you clean up your I... writing. You write nicely to where people can read it. You take the time to do it. <laughs> There's nothing worse than getting a note and having to like sit there and be like, "What does that say?" That's but, what I have to do now when because I it's it's not people. It's not scribing. It's not like what a doctor does. Not every doctor when a doctor sits down, trust me, they can write a nice letter. They don't just sit there and write it like it's a prescription pad, you know, scribe mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So I don't know. I I like I, I respect good writing, handwriting. You have to do what. We have to, we do these daily skill builders and daily geographies um, every day. And like the geographies for social studies, and you have to look at a map and write questions. And then the skill builders correcting grammar. And we've done that the whole year. So people should know when to put a capital letter and when not to, and when to write a period. And uh, what are, whatever these things are called. Quotations. Yeah. And 
and we have to at the end of the week on Friday we have to pass them around and we grade them and I can barely read the kids handwriting so I don't even I just grade the easy questions that are one word I get it I get it the the handwriting the handwriting is a big deal the backwards writing is that bugs me the backwards writing is something to do with your it with your brain but she wrote uh, of being able to to be able to like just it's not it's not like it's not like i can write one word backwards and i take my time like if i'm writing coke c o and then you like when you if i told you to write fast you had a certain amount of time to write a word most of the time people are going to make mistakes and write the k forwards but they're still writing right to left but they still put the line and then the k and i'm like that's not a backwards k you know what I'm saying? Like the K's got to go 180 but, degrees backward. It's a mirror. So what you want to do is when I would read my notes in college, I hold them up to a mirror. That's how a regular person would have to read them. You'd have to hold them yeah, up to a mirror. backwards. And then it's straight. I would just read them like that, right to left. Boom, 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 boom. Do you, do you, all right. But you, read, you obviously have to read books left to right. But is there ever a – can you decipher a left to right book, right to left? A hundred percent. I can. You can pick up a magazine that's written like a normal person and sit there and read it that op, like back backwards. Then? Yeah, but the words aren't in order, so then you got to put the words. Well, then know, you got to put the sentence together. Yeah. But yeah, I can read it, it just like as fast as you could hear. Like I'm a speed reader too, left to right. Like I could skim a page like whoa, 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 and be done, and then turn the page. Like be able to speed read really fast. But my Real argument. Yeah, interesting brain. I'll tell you that much. I don't know if it's an interesting brain. I it's, think it's, it's unique, man. I've never heard anyone that could do that. I think, yeah, like I've had IQ tests and stuff like that, which we won't get into. Yes. But I think, I think that if you look at the, the way that IQs are tested. Your last name's Warner, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the way IQs are tested, there's that's a trick. At, that's some stuff that goes into that. That I've never taken one. Uh-huh. You should look into it. Uh, we, took the wonder, we took the wonder. We took the wonder. Took the wonder. I don't know if that's an IQ test or not. That's you pretty. Know, that's a pretty good scored? test. No, uh, they never told us what we scored. They they only, they only, it's, it's out of fifty, right? They only released the quarterbacks. Yeah, it's, it's out of fifty, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably scored a twenty-five. I don't know. Though. They never. Told yeah, that's a fun. But one my argument on. was, she, the person, wrote every other the the rest of the words, even though it was wrong answers. They wrote the rest of the words the correct way. But the J, they wrote it like that. Oh, yeah, that does look weird. And the same person, my teacher, gets mad with them because they ask, like, questions that we learned in first grade. Like, where do I put a period? Where do I capitalize my letters? And do I capitalize an I? And my teacher's like, the name you should have learned this in third grade. Everybody else knows how to do it, blah, blah, blah. You know, that was my argument because that really ticked me off that day <laughs> when I was... It's because, still taking you off. Pretty heated about Because that. it was a group project. So everybody else got 10 out of 10 and the person got a three from from the table grading. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, but if it's a group, shouldn't the whole group's grade come down? Yeah, that's why I was really mad, and that's why I was trying to fix it. But everybody else, else was like, "No, we're just going to talk to Miss Davis about it," mm. which still hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs> the drama in sixth grade. That's why yeah. I like doing. My I wonder own. what it would have been like if I would have been on a podcast in sixth grade. I don't know if we I had all this going on. I don't know if our lives were so complex I back wouldn't then. I would have said a word. I would have been talking about going trout fishing or something yeah like yeah, i was I like i was like dude when are we gonna go play at the tonka trucks and when are we gonna go play 
just in the playground. Like yeah. there's so much. I don't know if I ever paid attention to other students' work in class. Well, we have to because we have to grade it. I know. And that's what that, I'm saying. Times have changed. Mm-hmm. The, the way people teach and the way people learn is so much I different. like doing the things in class by myself. So if you don't like this part of school so much that you're so passionate about, would you want to be homeschooled? No, I would not. I Why? would never want to be. Missing like dances, missing, not having a bunch of friends, not going like being on a school t- team like for sports that would that does not sound fun would you want to do all the academic part at home and then go enjoy all that extracurricular stuff at school no because i like being bossy you know (laughs) here it comes out that's why i like doing my own your mom is gonna really love hearing all this yeah Yeah, you know she's gonna hear this that's okay i already ranted to her about the jays I didn't but, even know what a rant was when I was 12. Me neither. I, I couldn't, I couldn't like, speak up Like, we either. did the thing on Rome that I was telling you guys about earlier. And I wrote, like, a pretty long essay. And last year, during fifth grade, we had to pick a certain person to do. So, like, most people chose, like, Taylor Swift, uh, baseball people. I chose Harry Tubman, and I wrote a five front and back page essay on her when other people Harry did, like... Tumman three or two pages on it the underground railroad because i like doing big projects and i like doing um i don't like reading at all but i like doing having to take like information and then i don't like doing stuff on the computer like powerpoints but i like writing it down you know Mm. Uh uh-huh i like i i don't think there's anything wrong i personally i wish i read more i don't read nearly enough I can't I can't discipline myself to do it because my mind wanders into business as soon as I start a good book I just start thinking whether the book reminds me or something my mind just I have that ADD personality to where I just jump into it and then my phone is I don't know if you guys use this part of your phone but a lot of like songwriters do this is the notes part so my phone is full of business notes as soon as i get an idea i go in and then i get a, i get fascinated on it and then i'm like okay well one sentence turns into a novel so instead of reading i'm writing right mm-hmm. and then i and then i can take those notes and transcribe them over to whether it's jennifer or somebody and then and then meet in a meeting to go over what the idea was mm-hmm. so my brain is constantly going from okay i'm gonna read or i'm gonna watch a show i'm the worst tv watcher in the world I don't sit there. I'm not on my phone. It's background noise or the TV's background noise and I'm watching Tic Tac. I'm on my phone freaking frantically typing emails and notes of ideas. And that's just the way my brain works. Mm -hmm. So I can't read. I want to read. Like I hear of a good book like Jack Carr. I love that dude's stuff. You know, I want to read his stuff and then I get it. And then I'm like, I can't even put, put, get the first chapter. Not that it's not interesting. Not that it's not badass world-class writing. It's, it's is that called penmanship what is it author being an author is it just writing it's not awesome right it's not that it's jack carr is not a genius it's that my mind takes me to places that i can't stay in the book see that's the essay i did by myself oh look at that it's long yeah good job you just got you got a creative mind I mean, you you know, like how an artist is always having ideas of a painting or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you're, I'm not good at art. But you, you I mean your business mind's always going. Yeah, and I, I mean, think my, that, my, and, and not, and it's ve- that's very few and far between on that type of mind. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like a, a a road scholar to where like I'm not goodwill hunting to where I could go to a chalkboard and you and see a math problem and be like, rah, 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 rah. I'm not that kind of mind. 
that's a totally different kind of intellect or intelligence. My brother has a master's in physical therapy. He's trying to tell me how the wrist bone is affected by the tricep muscle that's affected by the scapula. And I'm like, I don't know any of that. And I don't like blood, so I could never have been an EMT or a nurse or a doctor or any of that what shit. What do you mean? Right? You dissect animals like every day. I know, but when it's human, when I see a human hurt, like if I was an athletic trainer and you broke your femur, like the Joe Theismann bone coming through the leg and I ran out on the field, I would have to run right back off and start throwing up. Like I just don't have that mind. I don't have that. Yeah. I don't have that mental capability to see somebody hurt. And like if somebody's hurt, I can respond and like jump down and help them. But man, the blood part of it and the in the injury part of it wigs me out. Hmm. But then I can watch a UFC fight and get some guy just get his head bashed in, and I'm like, wow, that's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the aftermath of it. Do you have a trauma event as a kid? No, I mean, I've had some trauma events as far as like jumping off of a trampoline and landing on a piece of plywood and the nail went straight through my foot and sticking up out of my foot. Ooh. I've had that happen I'm to sure, me. I'm sure that had something to do with yeah. it. I had a guy stick his foot out of a knee. I had my knee in a truck in kindergarten and I was running. His name's Tony Iazzi. If you're out there listening, I remember it like it was yesterday, Tony. And we had a play kitchen in the room and I'd have my knee in. You know, I was the, I was the obnoxious one, of course, and he did it on purpose. And um, he stuck his foot in the front wheel, and and I went flying over, and I hit my chin right on the oven, and mm. freaking ambulance came, and it was 19 stitches. My chin was just like laid out, my jaw, yeah. and so I had that just hanging down, and they had to go and put stitches in that. I've had that kind of stuff. Um, sports injuries, yeah. I mean, I had reconstructive, I had reconstructive um, shoulder. shoulder surgery where I got a plate in there now with screws. They did my labrum, my capsule, and my rotator cuff. That and that's not even my throwing arm. I'm a lefty. I did this oh, catching right. the ball in center. And then this is, the reason my chest looks kind of messed up is oh wow, I have, this is a scar all the way across my chest. What the heck? In my junior year of high school, I had a surgeon come in from Boston named Gil Morgan. Um, Do I got to pay you for the show right now? The shirt off? <laughs> I'm going to get there, dude. I'm 48, bro. I'm going to get there. Trust me. Um, so then they went in my chest here. If you can follow this, they went in my chest and they put, if you look, think about barbecue tongs, well, these tongs, instead of squeezing them together, they spread them out. You've seen those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they put those in my body and then they went in and they started on my ribs. My rib, your rib cage starts up here, right? Yep. And they cut three to three and a half inches off of every rib on both sides. They took my xiphoid process out. They broke my sternum in half with a plate and they reconstructed my entire chest cavity of freeing up my lungs. And I was having a, a, um, a growth to where my chest was growing. I can't remember the name of it, but my chest was growing out like this. So when I would look down at my chest, I'd have a point sticking out to my right nipple, but way out. Really? Yeah. So they went in and I did an eight hour surgery where they reconstructed my entire skeletal system. And my mom's a nurse, you know, she's a nurse practitioner. She has a master's in nursing and her friends worked at this certain hospital and they worked in the bone room where they send the bones after. And they took a picture of, it looked like it, it looked like a rib, all you can eat rib buffet, the blood and the meat hanging off of them. I'm like, Oh, I'm just like, and they showed me that. What age did it hurt? That was January 7th, 1992, my junior year in high school. And I was on the baseball field with a chest cavity diving into, they said you wouldn't play sports for six months. In March, I was diving into second base doing stupid shit. Uh Is this where baseball players are the toughest? Oh God, did it hurt. So they, when I came out, when I came out of surgery, I had a morphine tube in for the pain medicine. I had a, my chest 
all the fluids, they had to stick a hose in my chest Ew. and that drained my fluids every day. I had a morphine into my spine in the back and then I had a uh, one other tube going in my upper chest to be able to clear the fluid out of the upper chest. Is that considered a cosmetic surgery? Yeah, it's all considered cosmetic. So insurance doesn't cover that? I don't remember that. That's that's above my pay grade. I, I was just, man, I know those cosmetics. I'm sure it did. We were we weren't we weren't rich by any means, so I'm not I don't think I would have went and had a hundred thousand dollar surgery on my mom and dad's tab. So yeah. they might they might have qualified it as because I'm a I had bad bad asthma, so they yeah, might have qualified some it some with my lungs. Maybe. But they but my first diagnosis was a tumor, cancer. Mom freaks out, go to second another two oh, it's a tumor. There's something going on. That was the second one. And then my mom just didn't believe it for some reason. She's like, nah, it just can't be. Like, and then that's when they went and got, <laughs> that's, yeah, she's like, you're fine. Go rub yeah. some dirt on it. Um, but that's when Gil Morgan came from Boston and did, the, did my diagnosis and said, oh, yeah, this is, he was like the only surgeon in the country that did this surgery or something at the time. You got a pickle wow. jar around here with some of your old ribs? Man, I wish I'd have kept them all. Dude, that'd be cool. I, I really wish, I really <laughs> wish I had that picture. <laughs> I know I have that picture somewhere in my mom's house in a, oh, in you a little, you little man cave? photo album. Yep, that's my, uh, those are my ribs. My ribs right there. What are those, deer ribs? No, those are mine. Is it mine? Because you've heard those stories of Marilyn Manson that got his ribs out for, you know, he did some weird stuff. But mine, they, they went up and they cut three inches off of every rib all the way down to my lower back. I mean, they took them all off to, re and then, sh you know, and then they had to shift it and sew it all back together. And like my, all the, all the pain in my truck, my biceps at the time when I came out of surgery, because they had to go in through the sides too. Yeah. And it just ripped all yeah. of that sh stuff apart. Ew, ew, ew. Dude, I've never heard of a surgery like that. No, never. Yeah, it was a weird. It was crazy. I woke up. I woke up, and my entire football team was standing. We had won the state championship that year, and the whole football team was pretty much the whole team and my coaches were in the recovery room when I got put back in my – not recovery, but into my room, and they had a Bo Jackson poster. And they gave me – it was a, not a Bo Jackson poster, a calendar, a mm -hmm. Bono's bow. And I sat in that bed. I was in the bed for like 15 days in the hospital. And I sat in there with a blue Sharpie writing down my goals. I got out of Sheesh. surgery and I started writing down, all right, I want to get a baseball scholarship. I want to da-da-da-da-da. And I just started. And I wish I still had that calendar. Wow. But I remember it vividly, Bo Jackson calendar. Jeez. So that's – I don't know if that gave me – I don't think that that did it. I mean, like yeah. she says, I see blood all the time in animals. And it doesn't bother me a bit because I eat them. I butcher them and process them and eat them. Have you any big surgeries, Colton? I haven't had a surgery. You haven't had anything at all? Yeah, no. knock on wood. I don't believe in all that knock on wood. All right, this life ain't for everybody. Appreciate you, Jack Daniels, Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. The 49ers, San Francisco 49ers, 2024 Super Bowl champions. Crystal Ball talking. Chuck Warner, a.k.a. Charlie. Colton McKivitz. Good luck this year, guys. Melissa Riley, Sue, and Bella. I wasn't. I'm not getting there yet. Okay, you go ahead. You want to say your name? Go ahead. Alyssa Riley, Steelman Building. Sixth grader. Wait, what's your? What's the third name in there? I didn't hear. Steelman's her mom's name. Oh, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. nice. Alyssa Riley, Steelman Building. She and Colton have bonded pretty good. I don't know if she's going to bond with Chuck. Chuck's about ready to body slam her. That's not true. I'm very. Well, I'm pretty. Nice. You awesome. like her? Yeah. I know you're nice. But she will rub. She's, she will run you into the ground. She's abusive. Dude. Yeah, I'm, one, I I'm come not from abusive. A big family, man. I got six brothers and sisters. 
She's a great. She's a great young lady. I'm not abusive. She's got one of the coolest personalities mm-hmm. I've ever seen in my life for a kid. And I'm not just. I'm a proud dad, but I'm not just saying that. She has one of. Is she not quick witted and, and funny? That's what I was telling him on the way down here. I was like, "Get ready," because it's it's coming. It's a storm, man. Yes, for sixth grade. I mean, you just don't see that kind of quick wit and, mm-hmm. and bouncing back that quick. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go right backwards. We're gonna give Chuck and uh, Colton a little. Uh, instructional on how to write 180 degree backwards in cursive yeah. and in in, uh, in standard <laughs> and in uh, english and in italian ciao ciao arrivederci hey can you speak italian Como mi mierda. mi party italiano e poco pochino e molto bene e mille e nelle estati uniti mi preferisco uh, il cibo americano con uh, cheese burger e uh, pasta con carbonara e uh, sushi you just make a food order so I, I just said what I prefer in America to eat. I can speak if I'm in practice. If I go over there and I know and I'm there for two weeks, yeah, you're, I pick it. I pick it. Did back you up. learn that in purpose for Benelli? Guys, no, I didn't. I learned this a long time ago. My oh, mom's okay. Italian, okay. and I've always had a huge passion for the Italian heritage. I would always tell my dad. I mean, Belding, Dad. What kind of fucking name is Belding? <laughs> I can't have a vowel at the end of my name. I can't be like Beldingo. So I'd always say, I want to. I want to. <laughs> I want to change. I don't want to change my last name to my mom's. My mom was Filippone. My grandpa was first-generation American, Carmen Philippone. That's as Italian as it gets. I'm like, mm. I want a name like Carmen Philippone. Yeah. So my brother, Clint, his middle name's Carmen. Mm. Clinton Carmen Belding. No, Clinton Carmen Philippone. Huh? Like, that would have sounded so good. Yeah, but- and, and nobody messes with you when you got that vowel on the end of your name. Belding, they Belding make fun. Were you like, saved by the bell? You Belding know? sounds super blue collar though. It's like it does. Hard, it's Czechoslovakian. It's pure working. work. It's yeah. true. I'm glad you said that. So That's like all that. we. My dad always said, "You're put on this earth to work. Your family, the love you have for them, all of that comes through hard work. If you can't put food on the table, you're going to be stressed, and everything else yep. causes it's it's hard to have a good loving family. And I don't care. If people say you don't need money to have love. I'm not saying that. You got to work hard. And then you can take care of all that. Mm-hmm. You got more time freedom. You got more opportunity. You got you to gotta work hard. Work ethic is everything. Enjoying the fruits of that labor. Like what you two are getting ready to do. Super Bowl champions, big contracts. Um, I want 5% because I'm saying it here on this podcast today. I want 10. That, oh, you want 10? <laughs> There's already too many chunks being taken. Yeah, I'm already. Uh, agent gets three. You got, you got 50. You, I could five. be a good agent. Melissa gets got 10. 13 and a half going to Cali. I could be a cool. I could be a good agent. I bet you would. Yeah, you're. you're Bring me into. I could be a good cheer. Would you be? You be gotta go back to law school. I've got you set up for one meeting. That's the beginning. Hey, I was with a. Who was I in here with podcasting yesterday? Oh, I was with an attorney, a lobbyist yesterday. Sat right where you're at. Came up from California Waterfowl, Mark Hanley and Scott Mueller, and uh, we get done, and Mark Hanley looks at me, goes, "You should have been a lawyer, dude." He goes, I've never heard people talk that fast and know exactly what yeah. they want to say. He's like, you should have freaking been a lawyer. And I'm like, I really was going to. And I started my business career. I started looking into law schools to where I could go get educated on business law. I mean, how cool would that be to be an entrepreneur, and do but understand the law part yeah. of it? Not that I would write my own contracts, but mm-hmm. I, I'd obviously have a qualified attorney do that. But what if you did were that, that stout yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to add to your CEO resume or what someday like yeah I got a law degree in business law and I know what you're trying to do here in this and mm-hmm. you well, know, it, would that, it would help starting out big time oh when, yeah when be, you didn't have the money quite yet be killer you, yeah listen any uh, closing words goodbye oh, that's good <laughs> any closing words Chuck no I'm good it's been a lot of fun hanging out with you it's been fun so far we still got a night left yeah. 
We're going to go eat sliders right now. We're having a provider day at the Red Hawk Resort with American almond beef, the best burger in the world. You've eaten it. That's why I come back. Food. We're going to roll down and have a slider. Uh, Clay and Tom are already over there setting up. We got two Traeger Ironwood 885s over there to smoke the meatballs. And then we're going to throw them down on the Traeger Flat Rock with some of those Hawaiian. What are those called? Hawaiian what? Hawaiian rolls. rolls. Yeah, but there's a name. Uh, The red ones. No, the orange bag. That's orange bag. It's Hawaiian rolls. I know, but it's Hawaiian something. There's another word in there. I don't think so. Is it sweet rolls? Potato? No, they're not potato rolls. Like the potato buns? They're great. Delicious. So we're going to go eat sliders right now. Then Alyssa's going to go and have some fun with some friends. And then we're going to all reconvene back here at about four. Uncle Mel's going to be here to ask mm-hmm. some more questions about the 49ers. <laughs> he loves you guys. Mel. Um, and we're going to have a little pool party with Speckle Belly Geese, mm-hmm. AAB Steaks, Brian Stamps, Grassland Wagyu from Oklahoma Steaks, and Duck Boudin. From the great state of Louisiana. Louisiana. But you can't eat. You go stand up on that pot of rue, boy. I love cooking with Cajuns. This life ain't for everybody. This song is called What You Gonna Do When the Money's All Gone. This is my good friend, Leith Lofton. It was written by Leith Lofton and the great Drake White. Peace. What you gonna do when the money's all gone? I'd rather be poor living off in a hole than rich as hell without a soul. Life on earth won't last that long What you gonna do when the money's all gone? Say life on earth won't last that long What you gonna do when the money's all gone?